Welcome back to another Bangover Podcast. Uh, favorite albums of the decade segment. Uh, big two-parter episode here, so we're now we're flipping the record over and we're, we're doing side B. And, uh, you know, the one we did the other day, uh, the, the side A, uh, a lot to be said, you know? So we definitely had to make a part two. We barely got halfway through without looking down at the clock and realizing, oh, we've been here for two hours now. And we haven't even touched on everybody's lists. Exactly. Uh, but we do hope you enjoy it. We do know it's long, but there was a lot of factoids and uh, just great discovery in those episodes when it comes to uh, bands you might have never heard of, uh, albums that you weren't aware of, and things that can really open you up uh, to something new in this uh, this age of music online. It's There's a lot of music out there, but uh, that means there's a lot of good stuff too. And it can be very overwhelming, but just let it come to you. You know what I mean? Build up that algorithm on Spotify. I, I truck, trust the weekly playlist a little bit, you know? Give it a whirl and pop on something you haven't heard before. And maybe that's what uh, this these episodes can do for um, any of our fans listening, anyone that's listening. I don't know if we have fans. Do you think we have fans? We'll get back to that. Anyways, uh, let's get to the introductions. As always, I am Scott Allen, super producer, Chris Myers, uh, always here as well. And um, super fan, uh, multiple episodes, Justin McIrvin over here. And uh, we also have a pre-record of Dee LaRue doing her top five as well. Um, being musicians, you know, timing is everything, and, and sometimes we don't have time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so we, we make it happen. We make it happen. So we had to do a little bit of pre-record there. Um, anything you guys want to get into before we nail that episode? Or uh, we get to the uh, LaRue's list? Uh, no. Um... I mean, I think we did a lot of honorable mentions yesterday, so I think we... I could throw out a few more. No. No? No, <laughs> no. no I could say something right I, now. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe we can cut to that, and then uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, uh, so here's De La Rue's top five and one honorable mention. Welcome. So we're doing a little bit of a side thing. We weren't able to make it uh, to the larger discussion, but wanted to bring people into the uh, into the fold and into the discussion that we've had on and on the podcast guests in the past and stuff. And so, uh, you know, everybody's been given their top five of the decade, and I wanted to include D here. We we have D to give her top five. Uh, Thanks very much. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and I think we're going to also do it in the same way where there's not necessarily a uh, five through one. You're just going to kind of list um, your top four and then end with one that kind of does mean the most. And then a song that you would pick uh, that kind of, you know, encompasses maybe that release and stuff. So, uh uh, we're we're kind of cutting in. Uh, this is the part two of our decade in review-ish bangover productions. Uh, so uh, let's let's get going. What's gonna be uh, what's gonna be the first album you pick? Well, uh, the first one that I had written down, in no particular order again, uh, was Saint Vincent, her self-titled album, 
which was 2014, and it was her fourth studio album. That was the first time I had seen her, too, that, yeah, the music videos. That one, yeah. that was like Birth in Reverse and Digital Witness and Rattlesnake. Those really, those, um, that kind of put her into mainstream success, that album. That was the one she did right after the album she made with David Byrne. So there's like a very clear difference in uh, like all, like her more previous stuff. She even talks about it is a lot. Um, it's a lot deeper. She's not really much of a performer as much of a songwriter. Like her songs are really layered. There's so many. Um, they're really intricate. They're like David Byrne even jokes about it. He was like writing songs with her. Was like we're like they're so different. They're so different. But she got a gift out of that in that you can see she really learned how to be like an artistic performer yeah. as well. I think definitely of this decade, she set this trend of like pop, uh, pop art music sort of a thing where, uh, it, not, not set it, but maybe carried the torch that like Madonna and people like that. Had, yeah, and had, like Lady Gaga yes, kind of uh, really kinda, had, I see, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You no, know, but in a different way where like Madonna and Lady Gaga maybe are like more, more poppy, like, yeah, whereas she's, like, she's kind of more she's rock. Like shredding on a guitar. Yeah, she can actually she's play. Like bear, yeah, she's, she has like a, a signature model guitar that's come out this decade that is very. Uh, Jack White plays that guitar. Yeah, it's very uh, influential <laughs> in a sense where like a lot of people, it's inspired a lot of people and they've picked up that guitar. So, in you know. Yeah, she has a really. Um, she, um, we were we were watching an interview where she was talking about her uncle and how she had learned from jazz players. I think my microphone went out or my headphones. Oh, no. something went out. Oh, no. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but uh, so she like uh, she finger picks a lot and like she's playing this uh, like she plays like these really heavy riffs that are like really like rock, but she's finger picking everything. So she's got mm. like a really unique style to her and stuff. But uh, and she's been playing since she was 10 years old. So she's a uh, she's well seasoned. But um, but yeah, that album. Uh, that album, I I really, that was one of my favorites of hers and yeah. of the decade, and uh, the drummer from uh, the Dab Kings, Sharon Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. He recorded on that album with her. That's that's super rad. A lot of that that group that uh, what do you want to say? That gang or that just sort of posse of people have the Daps. The Daps, the Daps have been all over music this yeah, decade. Every, yeah. like, you know, uh, they played with Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. I think they did. Uh, you know, they previously were on the, like Modest Mouse stuff. You know. Wow. I think the man, yeah. man like one of those. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. So they've just kind of mm -hmm. that. If you've heard like wind and or not wind, but um, yeah, I guess brass instruments in music this decade, chances are it's probably these guys. Like they've touched it. We're on it. Maybe you know what I mean. You know, uh, more of your more popular releases, like you said, Amy Winehouse and stuff, the Jack White, like they're all over. Yeah, there's someone else super popular too that I can't think yeah. of right now, but uh, well, Charles yeah. Bradley. I mean, uh, Sharon Jones, of course. Like it's just a plethora of artists they've worked with, from soul to rock to everything. So uh, definitely yeah, great, yeah. great pick with the St. Vincent because that definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that album a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we move on. Yeah, let's or, see what's what's next on your list. Uh, next on my list is a personal favorite, oh. <clears throat> and it's Shannon and the Clams, uh, "Gone by the Dawn," and that's so it's 2015. And that's also their fourth studio album. 
Um, yeah, we have it on the wall right there. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy right here. That's one of my favorite albums. They, uh, they have a really unique sound. I, I wrote down some, uh, some descriptions of them because I thought they were really good. <clears throat> like, so uh, punknews.org described them as like a, like a 1964 prom band dosed with acid. Definitely, I, like I can see that. Um, Etta James fronting the 13th floor elevators. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot too. <clears throat> but uh, uh, yeah, they're from Oakland, California. It's a lot of like, they have a lot of soul and surf rock and like a lot of, uh, uh, they're very garage. Um, but the the two leading, uh, I think the two leading players in the band here, like the two songwriters and singers were going through a breakup at this time. So this is like their breakup album. And I think the music lends really well to the heartache and the lyrics and stuff. It's a great, it's really, really good. It's a really good album. I like it a lot. She's in another band called The Hunks and His Punks. She plays bass and she's got this great, uh, deep, smoky voice. They're cool. They're great to watch live. They wear cool costumes. They're so, they're so great. One of my favorite bands. They're very cool. I've seen some of the videos on YouTube from like, uh, what is it? Uh, some of those like festivals they play. They play the like art festivals a lot. Yeah, so, like, like they, John Waters exactly, is a, a yes. proponent of theirs. He, yeah. Yeah. I so didn't, yeah. I've seen that it definitely fits that image, the style. They kind of remind me of like fairies, like, you know what I mean? Real like, just, uh, I don't know. Um, there's like a fantastical yes, element. Yes, a fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> you that, can it, hear it and see it. Yeah, and it, it, it they're part of this whole group that's bringing back an old sound in the modern age. Like they sound like they're from, like take a step back in time, but you can go see them now, play. So and you know, or they're a younger generation. So it's it's nice that that is another another uh, artist again carrying this torch of like old music into the new age so yeah yeah very cool yeah that was another pick of mine and speaking of bringing older music Mm. a good segue there into the new age another pick of mine was leon bridges we don't have that one we don't that'd be a good one we're gonna get that uh so that was a 2015 release and that was his debut album that i'm picking coming home Mm. And this album, I could not stop listening to this. I could still you put on it. It was all over the radio. It was all over the commercials. Yeah, it was all over the place. I mean, uh, his voice—he's likened to Sam Cooke all the time. His voice is so beautiful, and his songwriting is—he like he just like observes his surroundings. Like that's something else. Like his his sound is really old, but his songwriting is old. Where he's mm. not trying to rhyme, or like. Or use, um, uh, like, I always joke about thesaurus.com bands. He's not, like, just trying to find intricate words or, or like, write a poem. He's just talking about what's going on. Yeah, he's just living his life. And to that point, you know, he even dresses of that time out yeah. in public. <laughs> like, I've seen him, like, walking around, and he looks just like he does on the album covers where he's, like, wearing kind of an older style of clothing he tucks his shirts in you know it's very dapper very professional in a way so uh you know he's carried that uh physical appearance of the old time and is translating it to this modern age as well with his look and music and it uh he's very young 
And not only that, like you said, it's crossing a very wide, like, pop to your, like, soul underground. Like, a lot. He's respected by a lot of people. You brought up uh, the, the his name, and Rob was like, oh, yeah, that was a great release. Like, even, you know what I mean? It touched yeah. a lot of people of different. Pretty, uh, I mean, for, you know. Yeah, for that being a debut album, too. I mean, yes. that's, I mean it just is so... Uh, any um, the the lady he sings harmonies with, I like that he, she is. Uh, he goes, she goes on every tour with him. She records every album with him. Like he's loyal to his band too. I like that. But Fort Worth man, he grew up in Fort Worth. A lot of his work he did in Austin. You know, he was a he was an open micer, I guess. You know, and like that's where he got a lot of his like a, a lot of his sound was like just from doing open mics around the city, working in bars mm. late at night. You know, doing that kind of thing. I guess, but that's cool. I guess uh, SoundCloud was how he was discovered. Oh, apparently, it was, oh, was like one of the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess. But I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, another really fantastic pick. Yeah. Um. Uh. So then, I guess that brings us to our next one. This is uh, another favorite of mine. I want everyone to know this woman. She's incredible, LaKaylee Forty Seven. I remember when you showed me this. Uh, this was it was like one of those like instant catch your ear. Who is this? Sounds different. Amazing. Go on, sir. Yeah, I yeah. maybe we should play like one of her songs. Oh. She's just like she's yeah. She's from Brooklyn. Uh, she's she you know she moved around a bit, but like uh, the bulk of her time growing up was from it was in Brooklyn. Um, her parents died super young. She went around, lived in, with different family members. She's a really unique person in that she's super, super private, even though she's a musician who writes about her experiences, and that is obviously becoming harder and harder as she grows in popularity. But she always wears a ski mask, and to this day, nobody knows her f nobody knows her legal name or what her face looks like. Nobody knows how old she is. She's just... Um, but yeah, her lyrics are. Pulled some, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, that artist, uh, Banksy. Yeah. Pulled a Banksy yeah. with the music, you know, or, you know. She has who, no social yeah. media. But um, anyway, that's just like, I just like, those are personal quirks I like about her. But her music is incredible. She makes, she sings, she raps. She, she calls herself a communicator more than like a, a rapper. She just, uh, she's like a social commentator in a lot mm. of ways. The, this album, Acrylic. Um, uh, it was one of NPR's best of 2018. It's part of a trilogy. It's the second installment of that. She hasn't released anything else yet, right? Or she had how many albums does she have out? She's one. Just this one. Album. Okay. One other album, I think. Oh, this okay. Is the second, second album of that trilogy. And I think I just think and I think all of her albums. I'm not positive, but I think she, this is her second album of the trilogy. And overall. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's out, but that might be wrong. Oh. Well, again, anyway, not a lot of information I'm out sure, about yeah, her. Yeah, so. she's very new. She's very new, yeah. though. But, um, yeah, she. Um, I really recommend listening to this. I don't know what you could say about it, except like, you've got to hear it. It's beautiful from beginning to end. She she has a lot of, like, um, like Caribbean sounds in there. She goes to her roots in every way. Like, she, like the sounds, um, she makes a lot of, like, beatboxing noises and... Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's just a. It's a treat for your ears in hmm. every way. I don't. I don't even know what to say about yeah. it. But you've got to hear it. She has a great tiny desk. That's a great introduction 
a great way to hear her too. But uh, Lakaley forty seven, mm-hmm. and you should spell it out because it's spelled a little okay, weird. Yeah. yeah, it's L E I K E L I. Yeah, so four seven. If you're looking she to like check that out, just keep in mind you might have to spell check yourself or you know Google it a little bit. But uh, yeah, keep, uh, yeah, definitely look out for her. Like this trilogy, once it's done, I'm sure will be a masterpiece in its own kind of way. And uh, again, I was surprised when you first showed her to me and we watched that tiny desk and just all that stuff. It was very cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good, another Super fantastic unique, pick. Four for four D. Fantastic <laughs> picks. Well, my top pick, <clears throat> which is uh, a little more, I think a lot of folks are going to know these guys, but they, uh, they chain, they, they just, they meant so much to me personally. Came and went in this decade, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, that band is Alabama Shakes. And I chose their debut album, Boys and Girls, which was 2012. Uh, when I first heard this band, I just, they just like re, I, I mean, like music came to life again. I mean, in every like, and it made me interested in music again. In a way, I don't know. I don't even know how to they, um, reinvigorated your, yeah, your passion. Yeah, yeah. So. They um, there's a bunch of kids from Alabama, and uh, the way this band formed was they were all kind of in high school doing bands, doing their thing, playing whatever, and Britney would have a jam session. Like after they graduated and they were doing nothing, she was working as a fry cook. One of them was working in a nuclear power plant. They were just, they just had jobs. And this band started through jam sessions in a house. That's pretty rad. That's it. And, uh, um, so yeah, it's like, uh, the, uh, I chose hold on, which was their first single as, as your song, kind of my song that I wanted to. Well, I mean, uh, it's crazy that, yes, they came and went in this decade, and Britney herself has also started this solo yeah. career, which we are going to now see more of this we'll decade. More. So this, the the to- 2010s to, you know, 2019 was Alabama Shakes, and now we're going to see 2020 to 2029 be Britney Howard, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, like she'll she's, do some she's gonna rise things. in her solo. She's already stardom. her debut album already got her. I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely one Grammy nomination. Um, Alabama Shakes in their sh- they had two albums and they uh, the second one. I want to say it had four Grammys. Yeah, four Grammys and the first one was nominated for three. I mean, that's just. I think they had such a, yeah. you know, just from a nothing to something so fast and so many hits you know they were headlining you know arenas and amphitheaters and just one of their first tours was opening for jack white that was one of their first tours i mean they they'd hit this this pet this peak very fast and they just it's very hard to sustain that you know what i mean so i could see why like maybe the pitfalls of quick rise of stardom maybe happened in some way but also uh it uh, it left so many good songs and albums that they potentially within this decade have locked themselves into like a best of you know list you know like rock and roll hall of fame contender type but you know what i mean yeah, even, even yeah. with the amount of material little um, or whatever amount of material you want to say they've left behind in their legacy the impact and just everything they've done with that time is a lot I mean, I mean, it 
pretty much every one of those people in that band are now set for life in a way. Even if you're not Brittany Howard, you're the drummer for the band, you know, you're pretty locked. You'll be, you'll get work. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? So from starting from nothing, like you were saying, coming up with a cover song or a random song on stage, you're pretty, you know. They, yeah, they, I mean, they were you unique from the beginning. Your, they were so young to imprint have. in music. Yeah. So. Yeah, she. That's so. That's what's interesting about this song. Yeah, they were playing at a party, and they had had um, just like the guitar riffs penned. That's it. That's all that was written. And they were like, I, I, and they a lot. They were a jam band, so they were they weren't afraid of improvising or like or just yeah. kind of pulling things up. But she was like, play it. I will just make stuff up, and. That's what Hold On became. A song she made up on the spot one time on stage became their first single first and single Grammy nominated. All over the place. I mean, uh, she's yeah. yeah, she's pretty miraculous. It's they all are, but I, I always felt like a very special connection mm-hmm. to her and her songwriting and yeah, now her solo career. She's uh she's an incredible, incredible mm-hmm. woman. So I have to keep an eye for that. Yeah. And if you if you had to pick a honorable mention, one that was maybe number six that was fighting for <laughs> fighting for a spot on your list but just couldn't make it, if you had one, you don't have to throw one out there, but if you do have one, what would you say is a an honorable mention? Just a quick shout out. We don't have to deep dive it, but oh, it's hot. I had I don't know. In thinking about it, uh, I don't. Uh, um, I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, it's I'll, I'll say my honorable mention so that way you don't, because okay. I know we kind of had the same, you know, not the exact same, but there were some we some similarities. Yeah. Uh, I, my honorable mention was Kendrick Lamar just because of his. That's what stat- I was gonna oh, say. Okay, I was gonna I was say thinking jam, about yeah. it. I, I picked that exact same thing just because of <laughs> probably scream, the same yeah. reasons you're thinking and just all of that. You know, yeah, so yeah. Um, maybe that helps. <laughs> that that was that was that was the one I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, but also it. Um, Seems like it, it got all the honorable mentions it needed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, Alabama Shakes and and Hold On was my was my choice song, the choice song that birthed them, and uh, I think it. Uh, yeah, I think it. It's. I think that's the song. It solidified their their place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. we're here to stay. This is our song. It hit with such Represents a bang. Came well. from like literally a spark of uh, mental inspiration or whatever on stage that then resulted in that. And I think that alone speaks for like the wave or the, just the, I don't know what the, the hugeness of their overall weight of a band in like music. So great pick again. Five out of five for D. Nailed each and every one of her picks. Those are all fantastic sort of jealous you know i mean st vincent <laughs> oh some of those are very good picks leon, leon bridges yeah, yeah very good yeah shannon so, the clams i just i want everyone yeah. to love these bands these, these are all They're great bands and that was another thing like great we picked, artists we picked i think everybody surprisingly picked not well-known albums and even when we did pick some well-known albums those weren't even, weren't even the ones that were necessarily I don't know, like in our grand list, they kind of got weeded out for like other stuff that kind of meant more that maybe yeah. a lot of people don't recognize. Uh, sort of like, again, bringing back the Kendrick Lamar honorable mention because we all understand. Yeah, that meant we, a lot. we get it. We don't need to like 
you know, so let's give something else that maybe does mean equally or more some time to shine. So Shannon and the Clams, uh, LaCaylee 47. These are those type of artists where they're like, they meant a lot. They are huge in their own way. And they're going to be a big impact going forward in music. So just definitely keep an eye on that. Well, <laughs> awesome. It was a thank you, D. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks. your list uh, is fantastic. And we're going to end on your song, Hold On by Alabama Shakes. Uh, off the debut album.
gotta hold on. Uh, what a great pick. Uh, another list that is very uh, different from everyone else's. Everyone, um, fucking great job on the list to everyone. Uh, very different from one another. I thought we were going to have albums that were going to lapse over, but not even close. No. Mm. And um, yes, uh, another great uh, time in this decade of music quite like that, you know, where we getting this just this these uh, these songs, these bands that are just playing music. There is no they're not trying to go in there and, and structure something out. They're just playing for the fact of playing, you know, just mm -hmm. for the love of being musicians and going out there. And what a great story and how this uh, band started. Uh, Definitely, I've definitely heard that song a couple of times pop up on the radio, like on Pandora or something. But um, hopefully uh, sooner than later, I could deep dive. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's another band that started into this decade and then uh, just uh, kind of left their mark in music, you know. Uh, they broke up. Brittany Howard, the singer, continued on, uh, continues on and just put out her uh, self, you know, self-titled solo debut album like a month or so i don't know pretty recently uh so you know now she's off doing her thing the band is no more but uh but we have it all on yeah, yeah. recorded the, the, it's this, all there yeah this did, stamp this last time. decade was the alabama shakes decade and now this next one will be her solo career decade so oh i'm looking forward know. to hearing more uh Justin, have you ever heard that song? No, no, I'm not very familiar with Alabama Shakes. Um, something I need to look into. That was a great jam. Yeah, very uh, Sunday morning, you know, just like relaxing, mm -hmm. you know, very relaxing. Okay, so um, Justin, I know you have your list and it was very hard for you to pick, just like all of us. And yep, yep. You were going through some struggle and. Some heartache. Yeah, and <laughs> without a doubt, pure, pure, just insanity. Trying to just get five out of the past ten years. It's a short list, man. It's five is a short list, but uh, five is a very, you know, it's it's very little, but it's it's not a lot. So we had to stick with five because altogether we should have thirty six with our honorable mentions. Very little and not a lot. It's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, you know, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> it's a. Um, we thought five would be good. Ten is a lot, and six yeah. is kind of where we landed with your honorable mention. So, even Ooh, numbers. I didn't even pick one. Got to no come from your heart, just straight, Random. straight. Yeah, straight. Just be like, ah, I don't know, and poop it out. All right, but let's get started. Um, obviously, you know how to just work from the top and get to the yeah. number one with your song. I'm not. In no particular order at all. So I'd say Big Business, Battlefields Forever, released in 2014. No, you're a super big business fan, and Chris, yeah. so are you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I love everything that they've ever done. Every single album, every single song. I go see them every time they're in town. And there's really nothing Jared and Cody do that I don't like. The stuff they did with the Melvins, Favorite. Carp, I mean... Emergency Devils, you know, that they're all good. Those guys are amazing. Like hard workers. One of the they, best they, rhythm sections ever. They went from just bass and drums to adding the guitar player this decade too. So yeah. pretty recently. And then so taking them back out. The last time I saw them was just them again for oh. um 
not Commander Weather, but the um, the newest one. Mind the Drift? He, no, no, no. Mind the Drift was, was 2009. Oh. Hmm. Was it like me the first time we found out about Big Business or, you know, Cody and uh, the other guy? I'm not, I forgot his name. But uh, <laughs> was it those Melvin's albums, you know? The in-between ones? Senile yeah. Animal. Those yeah, are some of the best Melbourne albums. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. of the best albums I ever heard. Uh, yeah. yeah. They would, they they would were, have made some lists if it was They were the last decade. decade. Oh, yeah. yeah it was last sure. decade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it would have, have to have been one of yeah. those albums. No, if for not sure. both, you know, because they're amazing. And I still go back to listening to those uh, double drumming, me being the a drummer. They still play those perfect, songs to this you know? day. You go see the Melvins live. They're playing those songs. Yeah. New with Boots was insane. great. Senai Animal. Yeah. Woo! I think that revived the Melvins for a whole new generation like that was our generation's melvins you know yeah. when we were getting into music and growing up in those times that was the melvins album that was like oh shit i mean you know houdini was great and stoner witch but those were before we were old enough to go to shows mm-hmm. we had st- we had senile animal which is in don't our mind generation yeah um, no yeah that's something that we got to go see the tour mm-hmm. so um it was very special and just the way they set it up on stage and how it sounded too. It sounded great. Fucking perfect. It's like one of the first times I'd seen something like that where the drums, two drums, but rock style. Yeah. And they were like connected, connected down the middle yeah, yeah. and, and it's great. sharing the set. One is uh, one drummer's left-handed, one drummer's right-handed. Correct. I don't, I mean, you're the drummer. Isn't Cody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He said opposite sides. So it's like <laughs> fucking a mirror. It's uh, like yeah, a, yeah. a mirror. It's so awesome. Uh, what a great story uh, on how those two found each other. And, um, Definitely check out more big business and uh, go back even a little bit further and check out some carp. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, because yeah. that stuff is legendary as well. Mm-hmm. If you can find it, check it out. Um, that other album was The Beast You Are, though, released this year, mm-hmm. 2019. So back to just the good or bass and drums. Uh, next, I'd say Whores, Gold. Released in 2016. Great album. Without a doubt. Yeah, this album was weird for me. I felt like this, he was writing songs for me, about me. Like, if you go back and read some of these lyrics, you you will read, like, issues with back, health issues, painkillers. Like, I I just, it was a personal album for me. That's what I felt like. And I wore that fucking album out super loud super aggressive uh they're they're not fast but they're on this different level of just insanity every song is gonna just blow your fucking headphones Mm -hmm. up it's from start to end just one of the best albums uh in that genre of noise punk i think where it falls somewhere like that you know it's kind of you, you have like that grunge feel to it and Chris, if you have never listened to I've this, listened, yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's just. Explosive. I mean, that the album art for it's pretty iconic too. So it's like, yeah, you know. and and the name whores, I guess, really hinders their ability to be so big, especially with their songs being so good. You know, they they mm-hmm. they do write you can't, this catchy. You can only get to a certain point with like name, like you're saying, with names like that. And some bands even do it on purpose because they don't want to, you know, reach that. You don't want to get get too big for yeah. your britches. You don't want to. You, you yeah. want to ensure you're never going to get big and whatever or quote unquote whatever you you name your band fucked up. Yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. Just <laughs> I hate God. I hate shit like that. You fucking 
Just just so you can stay yeah. right there in the middle and, and still play by your own rules. Yes. Because once you get more money, it's just commercial. You'll you, never get yeah. commercial. You're expected but, more. Yeah. yeah. But that's something, you know, people not people want or they want to stay away from entirely. So then you ensure that by creating a name that's nobody's gonna say on TV. That's true. And those are like those first two picks, man, that's just some loud shit. Yeah. Yeah, just explosive. Grinding, fucking <clears throat> pump your ass up. Just rock metal. It's it's great. And when you said, like, it was, like, about you and you're like, I think this guy, like, had back problems. And I was like, have you watched the videos? Because he's, like, twisting himself inside out on stage. And they go so hard, man. They're just, like, pouring sweat after the first two songs because he's singing playing all those solos. The guitar player is fucking phenomenal. And then um, one of the original drummers was uh, the drummer for Weed Eater, is how the band started. Uh, I forget his name, Travis, the drummer for Weed Eater. He's real iconic with doing stick tricks. He always has mm -hmm. his drum sideways on stage. He's just, he's a real fun drummer. He likes to kick stuff, like the hi-hat or people <laughs> or bandmates. Uh, just because when you play stoner rock, you kind of have to have fun in a different way because you need to play a little bit slower, you know, but you need to stay interested. And uh, you can definitely have, a, I can hear it, that band whores and how it was like developed with that drummer because he's very iconic to me. But um, that's a great pick. Um, wish it was your number one because I would love to hear a song. <laughs> and yeah. everyone should go out and listen to this. It, you're going to love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, even back when it was released, it was on everyone's top records, you know. It was popping up on all our friends, you know, uh, Spotify Rolling Weekly, Stone, whatever the fuck. Everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It blew up. Um, my next one is Queens of Stone Age, Light Clockwork. Mm-hmm. So, oh, God. I love that album. I went and saw them live for that tour. I even have shirts from that tour that I will not wear. Like, it's just in my Super closet. Super Justin McCurve. Yeah. <laughs> will not go anywhere. Yeah, I love Queens of Stone Age. Everything Josh Homme does is my favorite shit in the world. Like, I will listen to everything he does, anything he does, and he never disappoints, you know? He really doesn't. Even from Sound City, you know? That oh, I, I love those songs with great. Trent Reznor and uh, yeah. Dave Grohl. I, I go back to them all the time, you know, like a little late night jam session. You know, the shit he did with Iggy Pop. Mm -hmm. fucking just dude, the just, Desert Sessions most recent release just came out. He's been yeah. crushing this past decade and he was crushing the decade before as well. Yeah. Uh, the guy doesn't stop. I believe he's 46 now. He looks the same as when we were kids. The fucking workhorse. Fucking age. He and, is a vampire. You know, just like big business. Um, I'm sure Whores had something going on before, but, you know, with that, even before Queens of Stone Age, he's grinding out with Caius, man. That and dude created the genre of uh, desert rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Creating this genre, edging it out of the desert fucking sand and uh, coming into a band like Queens of Stone Age and blowing it up immediately with their first album. And then now we have, they're on their eighth or ninth album, I believe. Who, the Stone Age? Yeah. Uh, like on six mm. or seven. Nah, we probably should have done a little bit more research through that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this like was a really special sure. album for me. Um, the way it was recorded was done by a pop producer, so it has this very clean sound, and mm. there's so many special guest stars coming in. Uh, one track has Dave Garol on it. Uh, you have Buzz coming in. You just have all his friends just coming and doing little parts here and there. And, and from start to finish, it is a, it's, to me, it's a kind of a sad album. But it's very uplifting at times. 
it, it oh, really no, puts you in a mood. It's sad. It's a it sad really tragic album when I listen mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, there's seven albums, but I mean, every song on it, start to finish, is great. And that's, you know, every Queen's of Stone Age album for me. Every song from start to finish is great. It's just this one. Altogether is something different. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this one, you know, we didn't have anything from them from 2007 was Air of All Garris. And then afterwards, he took all the way to 2013 before this came out. And he had health problems and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, you were kind of worried, like... Six years, a long time. Are we not going to get another Queens of Stone Age? And then here came fucking Clockwork out of nowhere. And, you know, this was another one, when it was released, it was on a bunch of surprising lists that, you know, you really wouldn't think, oh, okay, you know, God is the Sun. I mean, Calypsia, I believe there's four singles from this album. Smooth Sailing. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're you, you they're all songs, single yeah. quality. You know, uh, it's such a great album. I think uh, it's telling like a overall story. But like I said, it's kind of one of the albums I put on like on a rainy day, like feeling mm-hmm. a little under the weather. But it kind of makes you a little bit joyful about being sad. Does that make sense? Like you're if you feel sad and you put it on, and it's kind of sad music. It's kind of makes you feel better towards the end of the album. Yeah, it makes any sense. The it tone really for yeah. that is, I definitely put it there compared to like villains, where it's more like a upbeat. You know, yeah, yeah. Zip up your jacket, fucking go work. You know, dancing out the door. And there were so many things that you probably could have said, Josh Homme, on this list. Uh, the zipper down from Equals of Death Metal. What mm-hmm. a fantastic album released in 2015. Yeah. Well, any and from start to finish, that dude yeah. does. He does not release anything besides bangers. Like, yeah. God damn. God damn. And I think we're looking forward to another Queens of Stone Age albums kind of in the works, or they're talking about it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, they just released, or they just said that that was in production. They're working on it now, so might be another six years. We don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't put a time on something like this, you know, you like can't. on perfection. You just got to let them do it, and it, it takes mm-hmm. time, you know? So uh, great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish it was in my list again. <laughs> Fuck. Five is too little. Yeah, next, uh, kind of out of left field for it from my list, but uh, Tyler the Creator, Goblin. I, I had a real hard time picking Goblin over Flower Boy, but the reason is is that this was the album that opened it all up to me. This was the album that introduced me to Odd Future, and I love this album. Love every song start to finish. Like If you remember back in 2011 when this came out, that was like his year. Mm-hmm. He dominated TV, dominated the concert scenes. I mean, he even got arrested in Austin for inciting a riot. I don't even think he was 21 South by at this Southwest. time. Yeah, was he? No. He, he definitely like did high school. start the Jeez. decade hard. Like, you know, his imprint. Yeah, like you said, the TV show. And Odd the, Future itself. Odd Future. A mega fucking hit. The clothing thing. He then creates Odd Future Records, which now Trash Talk is a part of. You know yeah, what I mean? so shout out like, to Trash Talk for crushing the decade as well. I love that yeah, band. So it's like they definitely, if not Odd Future, Tyler, the creator, has helped facilitate a lot of music stuff this decade. Like, And please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe uh, I read this, and I'm not a good reader, uh, but Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean was a part of Odd Future Wolfgang Odyssey, right? 
I mean, he not was one exactly of the members. a part of Odd Future, but he they, would come they, in and do guest they, stuff. Oh, they, they quoted they it like he's stuff. the most famous out of all the well, I mean, all the people that were in. If they're Odd putting Future, him in, then, and then yeah. Tyler the Creator is the most creative out of all of those. Uh, was their wording for bringing in this album because it wasn't a list of two hundred. It wasn't a list of uh, yeah. one hundred. Like this is a very good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only yeah. reason I wouldn't you know, consider him like part of the group is because he's always mentioned whenever he does a song with them, you know, it's like capsulated Frank Ocean, you know? Oh, okay. So it's not really like he's part of the gang. Well, yeah. I mean, no one else gets, you know, anything like that. It's just Frank Ocean says that. So hmm. I, I wouldn't throw him in, you know, it's like the rest of the guys. I'm still that surprised that he was a there. part of it though. Like I'm sure Frank Ocean wasn't, as big as he is now when he was doing stuff with Odd Future because that was, again, the prior decade from now. Yeah. And, wow, 10 years, long time. But it did feel like it flew by because I remember what you were talking about, the Melvins and stuff, like it was yesterday. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. that was 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sit in my room and like question everything about myself. Do you guys remember even seeing Tyler Crater? I oh, saw yeah. Slayer and then Trash Talk was playing at the same time. Same. And that's Odd Future Wolfgang I love that album is that I passed on Slayer to see Tyler the Creator do that. At album. least Chris walked around, I believe. Yeah, I kind of. I all did three. see. Yeah. I saw Odd Future and I saw Slayer. It was like kind of peeping a little bit of everything. Yeah, I got to be front row for Slayer. That's so what I, I did move. for the Danzig and Public Enemy, but now nah, I sat there for Odd Future. That shit mm-hmm. intense. Didn't Odd Future even say like? Man, why the hell aren't you guys over there watching Slayer? They're killing it right now because Slayer's just shredding yeah. on double stage right there in the backdrop of Austin. You know, so close. Yeah, you could hear it as they were still playing their songs. Slayer's just cutting through. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I heard they went hard still, man. Yeah. They jump in the crowd. Do. They fucking. It is an intense show. Yeah, always an intense like show. Like I said, like he you're was at a punk arrested rock show. here in Austin His, for inciting uh, a riot. Hell yeah. Those Southwest <laughs> shows are legendary of him hanging from rafters and jumping into the audience yeah. and just doing right front, flip, front flips off of... Where those know, raptors yeah, right. come across and it connects. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, Climbing dude. up in that shit. Um, Hope no dude, one got crazy. hurt. <laughs> he also did, you know, the thing... It wasn't the album on your list between, like, he did Igor, which was yep. another album, but uh, maybe not as acclaimed or should be on a list, maybe. It's, it's personal, but... He did something as an artist yeah. where he did the, uh, what is it, the Ziggy Stardust thing or the, um, what is it, the persona. Yeah. He created the yeah, alter sure. ego this year. Well, so, I mean, I guess these other albums would also be alternate egos too, you know, because you have Wolf Haley, you know, the whole But he's actually going of, out on stage dressed as another person. Yeah. Whereas these, all their albums, he he's not doing that. He's just going out there as himself. Yeah, but and I mean, then, the concept for Goblin is him talking to himself, being his own therapist, like he's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. That's where you get the alter ego of Wolf that, Haley from. The That concept of an alter ego, I think, was starting yeah. there, but he flushed it out into an actual uh, reality thing. Like, yeah. you go see Tyler, the creator, in concert for Igor. He's dressed as Igor, yep. playing the songs, whole different feel. You know, yeah, so no, it's it, like he's completely redone his entire yeah. sound, and then now he's back to Tyler the Creator. But he did the the Prince thing where he like turned himself into a symbol and then came back, or the the Garth Brooks that whatever artist that creates an alter ego to then explore a different part of their yeah. artistry, and then 
either succeeds or it doesn't, but you come back. He's young. He's still working it out. Yeah. There's still a lot of music I, that we're going to get from I this like guy. I like everything the dude's wild. released. Yeah. yeah. So he's I mean, already up on his star of having his face with the, the mini of uh, legendary rappers. You yeah. Know? So well, Producers and just because, you know. I, it was hard for me not to pick Flower Boy just for what that album did for rap music, you know? Like, some would say it's maybe the first album that a rapper comes out as gay or bi you know is Shit's tyler huge the creator gay that's like the controversy yeah it's like <laughs> he's made subtle comments and stuff about things and even was it jaden smith or something he's made some weird comments about how jaden smith's his boyfriend and stuff so <laughs> yeah. you know but it just sounds kind of funny well, and, and, and I now, think I'm, he curious. White boys, now I'm curious I'm gonna... but that too but yeah, yeah. wow without a doubt so. Why are you I'm, I'm not starting rumors or anything here, but these are the no. things that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's no, the, actually there has great. Been, that's great there, for the culture. That's great yeah. for the music business. That is that really makes what everybody hip-hop, needs in hip hop. Like, yeah. it's, it's a now it's a very big part of music. It's mm-hmm. the youngest uh, genre still, and like as soon as we get that gay rapper, uh, we really just like okay, now we did it. Everything. I mean, has what's been that? Done, that in a sense, country road, whatever that dude. Country uh, road. Take me home. No, that rapper that's really big right now. Oh, uh, no, no. Oh, well, he's gay, and he—he's uh, the one that just blew up. He's like, man, okay, I'm gonna come back to it, but you continue. No, that was a great pick. Um, now I know what your number one is gonna be, and then hopefully your honorable mention is something. <laughs> it's like we have to. Uh, we only have two more albums, and that's all we're gonna be able to tell the audience what we oh. really love. <laughs> but um man i you were just destroying that album i would come home and you'd just be watching those music videos over and over again and they're weird fucking videos man it's like uh i feel like i I was watching fucking diane word videos and you were watching tyler the creator videos it was just like a weird month in this house and just very like Kind of makes me think of like those uh, films like uh, District 9 or Chappie, maybe because, but it's like this futuristic hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, it's like machineries yeah, and so. shit like that, you know, like a robots and this is what like the future holds. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy it. Like it's very interesting and it's not your everyday, you know, hip hop. And if I had a bet, I would say Kanye West is probably the first gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lil Nas X, that guy. No, no little Nas X. Did the, it's Old Town Road. So he's like a SoundCloud rapper, basically took an old country song and... I heard about this. Yeah. yeah you were talking about it. he, off this one song, it is still like, you know, top whatever, but he's, he's a gay rapper and he's come out and it's he dresses flamboyantly, time. you know, and stuff like that. But yes, like you're saying, about time, there's somebody who's actually popping yeah. the charts. I mean, and it's not going to affect their status as being a, yeah. a hip hop performer yeah. just because of their that's, sexual that's always, preference. That's always that's been ridiculous. The, the rumor that yeah. like the hip hop, you know, Would industry never, has yeah. so many like, you know, hidden or not hit, but closeted gay people because of the fact that it's very hard to come out. It doesn't in happen in rock and roll or punk rock, right? Immediately. I'm no. gay. I suck dick. Fuck you. Punch you in the face. I it's mean, like, whoa. That, that kind of got broke a long a time ago yeah. with Rob Halford. That's what I was going to say with the metal community. David Bowie. That's where all Bowie, that shit broke. You know, that kind of yeah. just gender fluid sort of thing. And like, I guess, that, yeah, it all had to start somewhere where someone had to like open up the fucking floodgates and now everyone could just be comfortable yeah. and come out, you know? 
because uh, ridicule is everything. And then that would really suck to lose everything you work so hard for just because of something like that. And it really comes down to um, do you stand by like your morals or do you like make this decision based on like your business and the career and the people around you because they count on you too? So it's like well, that's the Liberace thing, right? Fuck, you, you know that's that's the hardest thing. Career, when you become a, a successful yeah. musician, you're gonna come to problems like this in uh, mm. situations where maybe it's not even your you decision. Make the right decision. Maybe it's not your decision though. You know, it's yeah. like the record labels pressure right. you. They have your fucking nuts in a vice grip. True. Yeah. There's but, more people employed. Do you stick by your morals or do you exactly? Use, yeah. Do you stick by the money? They're gonna. Yeah. But then, I mean, coming out is a difficult thing for people. Period. You yeah. Know, that's why I hated that fucking Bohemian Rhapsody movie so much. Like they glanced over his sexuality. It wasn't shit. You know. And I mean, it would be hard to do it. You know, just to your parents on you know a micro level, but this dude's doing it on like the, the world, world stage, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, and, and he kept it no fucking kind of a secret Ooh. for a while, right? That'd be yeah. some intense, heavy duty, you know, anxiety pent up. Like, well, and Tyler makes for he good songwriting. He announced it on stage, like in the middle of a concert. He kind of just said it, right? I think that's kind of yeah. where it all started. So to do it that way too is like, you know, well, it's not the formal way. It's not a press release. You're not your manager or whatever is not writing it up and making sure all the T's yeah. and I's are dotted so that way. You know. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. So uh, we're moving on to your number one. Or just like the very said, end. Yeah. It's not a number <laughs> there one. Is yeah, no, it's just the, the end of the list where I'm you done, had to settle. Right now, any of these albums could be my number one. I listen to them True. all equally, just wore every single one of them out. But my last album would have to be um, Ghost Opus Epimus. And Good job that, on the pronunciation. Mm. Yeah, I would never 2010, got. and I had to go with Ghost for one reason, one reason alone. That album was released in 2010. It's their first album, and every single other thing they released since then has been incredible. I've seen them in concert twice, even before they were Ghost, when they were just Ghost BC. Mm. That's why mm. I remember always seeing them and mm -hmm. where they popped up, and then I was like, wait, is it the same band? I was kind of confused because I didn't stick with it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, well, they had it Ghost, and then this other band Ghost sued them, and then they had to do the BC. So eventually, they freed up the name, and then went back to lost Ghost. The, yeah, lost the BC again. Just to streamline that name a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get yeah, that. well, I mean, it's, it's bullshit. That well, you then know. you start just getting confused with the other band. Like, yeah, but it, I think it's like uh, when it comes to Ghost, they're they're fucking geniuses when it comes to marketing themselves and creating okay. an image. So. Just having the name Ghost with nothing else attached to it is very important in that the font, yeah, yes, the yes. stamp, and you well, should remember that every time dude, you see it. You gotta think like these dudes play, you know, stoner rock metal, you know, seventies style stuff, and like they're it's on the weird. fucking Grammys, you know, and fully masked regalian. Like the weird thing about Ghost to me is that they just manifested out of nowhere, and then there they fucking were, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like a built-up thing where it changed over time. No, dude, Ghost came out with Papa and Mortis like right at the get-go, full makeup, full everything, mm -hmm. like the mask for the other band members. You know, no one even knew who the lead singer was forever until the previous bands like rode him out. I was going to say, that's that's what I like about the band is that sort of... 
total uh, anonymity. Yes. Like, uh, I mean, you get it with that. Uh, we kind of referenced it in D's list that like Haley 47 is another artist that nobody knows her name. Nobody knows what she looks like. Nobody knows anything about her. She just wears, uh, you know, a fucking, what is it? Like a, a, a mask, a ski mask kind of a thing with the holes cut out, like a, a, hood, a beanie oh, kind yeah. of thing. Justin was talking Looking about Looking like she's about to rob a bank type of a thing. Yeah, like Pussy yeah. Riot. Exactly. looks just like that, but it's along the anonymity. And, uh, I can't even say the word right Anonym, now. Anonymity. Yeah. Anonymity. Um, a lot of that this decade and a lot of it, like Ghost particular, uh, you know, I personally have liked like Buckethead. That's a big thing. So it's just yeah. that along. I like that motif of like keeping your identity. It's like kiss, man. It, yeah. Like kiss, just keeping it uh, to yourself. And that's part of the uh, allure. Yeah. Like part of the, the thing legend. with Ghost. Yeah. You don't know who's playing guitar. And then rumors circulate, dude, and it's this again, guy from this band. And this guy. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's a super group on but stage. Then again, does it fucking matter one way or another, you know? Really doesn't. I think Ghost just came out and was like, "We're a big popular band. We're Ghost. We are yeah. the yeah. biggest band in the world." And everyone's like, "Well, they must be." I look at them. They they think it. They hold it. They play it. They look it. And again, they popped up out of nowhere just because they were like, "Here we are now." It's mm-hmm. like, I just assumed that they were a big band. I don't know how they got there. They just popped up. I, I'm I'm like, guessing a little chaos magic was involved watch, here. Yeah, I'm guessing without a doubt. That's what it feels like to me. It's like. Uh, some David like, Bowie shit. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to watch them go, you know, just grow so much in such a short 10-year time. Like, me and Mark, like, we're listening to this album the year it came out. I went and saw them, like, two years after that in 2012. And now they're, like, selling out giant Playing arenas. TV shows, late-night shows. The last time I went and saw them. Every magazine. Yeah, the last time I went and saw them, they sold out um, Moody. I mean, I know? think a big part of it is, like like we're saying, it's the look. Like, that was very smart marketing because I don't think they would have got where they're at just based on the music. I just like the music. Just a couple of guys up on stage playing exactly. wouldn't have gotten the same attention yeah. as them at the actual stage have. show. Yeah. Like, I think you combining Dude. them definitely is a big, you know. Now you get the Vast concert compass. hall. Like, that's the type of venues that yeah. they are selling out now. And, like, I used to see them right down the street at Emo's. Yeah. It fucking and now they're mm-hmm. arena band. Yeah. Blows my mind. They can't mind. go back to the small bar anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I don't yeah. think they want to. And the dude's only going to grow from there. But, like, you know, it's it's weird. You'd have to be some kind of super fucking genius to fully form a concept and an idea like that and then come out of the gate, you know, shooting strong. Mm-hmm. Like, it would Smart take guy. years and years of preparation to well, do something it, like it that. Kind of, I mean, not copying, but it does remind me of Slipknot a lot, where it's like they had this, like, idea of each one of us is a different character. We're all going to dress up, and then every album is going to be a different take on the character and we're going to do a different mask but it's like this slipknot rolling was, scene yeah slipknot was like but nobody really had the knew. idea but they were working it out as they were going through their career True. ghost had it from the very start but yeah. slipknot had to figure it out on their way and slipknot is one mean, of the biggest bands that's of all one time. of the yeah. groundbreakers of that sort of hiding oh, your identity sure, yeah making it big playing on a going from literally what is it? The second stage of Ozfest to the fucking headlining stage, probably within uh, a two, now to their yeah, own festival. To their own festival, so it's and like, their live show has probably made 
t- more fans than their albums yeah. have because going to see them live, your expectations are low if you've never seen them, and then walking away, you're Slip like, Knot's I'm a fucking line. fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghost, and it's you know, to that, that, way. It's that like, mystery aspect too of like who's playing. They Slipknot got a new bass player. How many articles did I read about this Dude, during this year? So, Who well, the fuck it was is also it? real Who's tragic this? whenever Who's he died. Yes, yeah. but no, I'm just meaning like the whole mystery surrounding who's playing like yeah. was crazy no, looking I, at tattoos yeah looking at on the hand looking oh, at all oh my god so dude nuts. i saw i didn't even so know that many that, about that, that shit was going on with ghost too whenever they would play live you're looking at what is this guy wearing what's his hair like under the mask like people are trying to like, put pieces of puzzles together yeah. musician yeah so that's why i mean does it really matter like i just i think try it's to fun. ignore i think it's fun yeah to like, it's yeah, super to fun speculate and I just try to Doesn't ignore matter. all that and just focus on their music and what they're doing, you know, which it blows me away. Like, there's a reason I wear a ghost hat like 90% of the time, you know. I fucking love this band. I'm, I'm not there yet, but I, I believe I will get there with Ghost. Um, every, in due time with everyone, you can't force yeah. this down someone's no, throat. No, your own journey, man. A lot yeah. of people do not like ghosts. A lot of people think it's, you know, hoop. It says it's a King Diamond ripoff. I'm like, what? I don't hear and, dude, the you King can, Diamond ripoff. Yeah. You can have more than one artist that you think sounds similar, you know? They can't. Only one. Nope. They have that sound. It's their sound. Yeah. It's over. That's it. That's they just, their area. They just have a very surprising sound you know? based on what I see. And when I hear them, I'm just a little thrown. Oh, and, yeah. and not a Absolutely. bad way. I love their sound. It just throws me mm-hmm. off a little. So again, I'm not there. You know, yeah. Pentagram, like any of that '70s stuff that comes through into today's decade. It's it's a weird phenomenon that happened, where these older sounds, you know, are now making it so big. You were showing us that album the other day from um, goddamn, who was it? And it sounded like really retro, really old. You know, you were. Even the ceremony thing, that's like early 80s. I mean, Devo released. Like that whole Joy Division 80s yeah. synth well, sound. But it is started now really in the late 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, we were talking to fans about like, like, King are we Tuff not men? Yeah. Like that, that was like 79. Sound, you yeah. know, 78 maybe. It's, it's, yeah, this decade was a lot of taking an old sound and coming into the new. A lot and, of like mixing these older else. bands, yeah. the Leon Bridges or whatever, these soul acts that have taken the revival of that sound and brought it back and then yeah, yeah. taking it into metal. Even Childish with, Gambino. You know. Uh, Shout yeah. out to Childish Gambino. Even um, hip-hop kind of like did this whole, we're going to try, you know, the Tribe Called Quest thing. Like yeah. just oh, bringing, that should have made a list somewhere. Bringing so good. The, the old back, the old sound back a little bit. Yeah, but so. and it's, it, it's, I guess there's a bit of a nostalgic feel, but again, um, they're just good songs, like, and they're good albums. Like, you can try your hardest. Everyone's trying to make a good album, but to have something come out that fucking good, no one expected it, you know, because how it resonates with the rest of the world. Uh, the musicians, the producers are not even sure until it sits there and lets it sit for a while. It's got to breathe it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it could become one of the best things after five years of being on the shelf, you know? Mm. I've seen that happen with albums that they just finally just get there after years of being out but it's hard yeah. work dedication and motivation and everyone you've listed on your uh, list so far has definitely been that hard-working motivated people that are just keep going no matter where their status is at the moment mm-hmm. you just know grinding and it can't be especially big never business enough. man yeah big business will probably never reach critical acclaim you know 
But uh, that being said, they could always who? create an album that will just uh, open them up to the whole world. Yeah. And there's a I possibility mean, for that to happen. Even with them, like, that's another weird phenomenon that happened with the decade with the two piece, you know? You had Royal Blood, you had. Um, you get a lot of two pieces. Twin, yeah. you know? We have a lot of technology now to um, fill in a lot of sound. In, mm-hmm. uh, Death from ways. Above, 1979. Like, mm-hmm. all these crazy two piece sets that sound like it's 12 fucking dudes, you yeah, know? Black Cobra. Beating down the doors. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, heavy. Heavy as fucking all balls. And um, so, what's the song you're going to play from there? The song we're doing from Ghost is Con. Concalvi Condio. These are all very hard names. <laughs> um, and why'd you pick this song? Oh, just listen to it. You'll know. You'll know exactly. And honorable. Yeah, you get the one. Let it flow out from the bottom of your heart, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna let you rattle off some honorables. Just oh, ri- God. you get thirty <laughs> seconds. Go. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, rapid uh, fire. High on fire, Electrica Messiah. Of High on Fire's last album. We don't know if we're going to get anything else. It's the best piece of work Mike Pike has ever fucking done, in my opinion. Childish um, Gambino, blame it on the internet. Oh, another good one. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck, I wasn't ready. Uh, still, uh, Iggy Pop's post pop depression uh, coming out in the wake of uh, the death of, uh, God damn it, David Bowie. And, and that sound is so good it, with the original guitar player of the Stooges. And we have Josh Homme in there working with them. And it fucking just really kills. And uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know where else to go. Uh, Beastie Boys Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's what I wanted All to right. say. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> good way to finish The it Beastie off. Boys. We get the last Beastie yeah, Boys. Beastie Boys last album. Yeah. Never Great got music video. Go fuck myself. Great everything. Oh. Rest in peace. Yep. Yeah. God damn. Miss him. Great album. Never. Yeah. We'll never get to see him. No. We fucked up. Nope. We fucked up. We fucked up I bad. remember when they came to the Irwin Center. It was like in high school or something. You don't need like, to remind me. It's like, oh, that'd be really I mean, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, shut. Another band that you puts on like a great live doing show. Doing BC Boys covers in high school for like your I don't like, remember. Class. I don't remember. I do remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of great starts this decade and a lot of uh end of all. We we see the end of Slayer, we see the end of uh Rush, Bowie. we have the end of David Bowie. We're beastie. Everything that we loved back in the day, everyone, ends. it has to come to an end eventually. We're it's 2020. Now we have a lot of new beginnings and we're looking forward to seeing where the future goes. And again, you can't go on forever. Not everyone's the fucking Rolling Stones, all right? So I really like we have this 40 years of music uh, just being stamped and uh, saved in time. Mm-hmm. And now we can go on in the next 40, hopefully just be Ooh. as good. If you I know? was going to do an honorable mention, I think I would have to say Run the Jewels 3. Fuck yeah, that's what we needed to say. Uh, yeah. 2, 3, everything Run the Jewels has done this year. Shout out to them. Uh, everything King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards done this year. Shout out to them. They crushed it this year. They built in this uh, decade of... Same thing with Run the Jewels. Like every album built in this decade, something very uh, different and unique in both of their styles of being psychedelic on the King Gizzard. And then uh, my favorite hip hop right now is Run the Jewels. Yeah. Hard as nails. Beats. I, uh, uh, R2DJ crushes I, it on the fucking. Definitely had to name that one. Uh, great albums. Uh, again, we, we had so many, but um, these are all great picks. Uh, great list, Justin. Um, like to thank everyone that definitely stay tuned for all of our picks. Listen to the whole thing. Say, uh, the whole three plus hour ooh, experience. Yeah. <laughs> Please follow us on 
just the three social media websites, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bangover Productions. Uh, and follow us so you can uh, see some of the local shows that we're doing. We got one at Kickbutt Coffee Thursday, uh, January 24th. A uh, $5 cover charge. I believe the doors are at 9. Show's going to start at 10. And we have like a little special super group of uh, really good musicians here in Austin coming together and creating a one-night-only performance. Very exciting. And then plenty of other great bands right after that that I just can't remember at this point. And then be sure to check us out uh, Wednesday, January 29th at uh, Scratch House right across the street from Empire Automotive. Empire Automotive. And uh, we'll be doing our comedy bangover showcase where, um, you know, one band and seven comedians uh, just kind of melding together creates something awesome. Again, uh, it's going to be a short one, two hours, but again, we're not going to make you sit there for too long. Uh, $10 at the door, uh, doors will be at nine and show starts at 10. So I hope I see all of our fans out there and I'm really excited about what is, uh, what's going to happen at both these shows because it's a, uh, we like to do things that are interesting and not just your everyday mediocre or whatever. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people doing that. Let's uh, let's try to be clever, like some of these artists that we list off today. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, Justin, thank you. Uh, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Be yeah, uh, sure like- to thank D for us because oh, yeah, that was a hell of a list. Thank everybody, Rob. All awesome. the, the people. Yeah. Rob, Bria. Something good. Something new. Exactly. And... Um, Please uh, be sure to check us out for all our up-and-coming episodes because we're getting better at this, I promise. And we're, uh, we have so much stuff coming up this month, next month, the month after, and so on and so forth mm-hmm. because uh, there's a lot of music still to talk about, folks. So please stay oh, tuned. Yeah. The Now That Ghost song. Let's get into some ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs>